we all grew up on Star Trek, right? Computer, show me Brandon, show me yep. Jake, <laughs> right? Immediately, right? It comes on the screen. It's done. It comes on the screen. It's no consent. Of, it's no of, consent. I just appear on your yeah. screen. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> why, why are you attacking my planet? Welcome to the Freelance Dance, a weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the freelance dance. My name is Jake Knight, joined by my co-hosts, Marty Theory and Brandon Watts. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. So this is my question. Do you have any of your original gaming systems? Like still in your possession, on a shelf, in a box, grandma's house? I wish. So my first my first system, even though I was around for the NES and played it at friends' houses, my parents let me get a Super Nintendo. And that was Donkey Kong Country. And I still remember that first level, like every detail of of it. That was my first system. Although I had a Game Boy before that, but I'm counting like, you know, living room, home theater consoles. I wish I would have kept my Nintendo 64. That that is my favorite console of all time. Me and my friends spent so much time on that thing. Um, but the thing I will say, I don't have my original consoles, but I did buy the NES, the classic NES system and the classic SNES, which were like 60 bucks. And I was like, I got to buy this just for nostalgia. And I played it for like two minutes and then put it in a box. But I love knowing <laughs> I have it. It's it's cool to have. Sh- so you still have it currently? Yeah, I have the the NES and the is SNES it, emulator thing that they sold. It's a, emu- oh, okay. Is it like a little combo box or something? Yeah. It's that, that one they sold like at Walmart. Yeah. Every for like a couple holidays in a row, they sold the classic edition and it was like 70 bucks and came with 20 games. And that's like, I have to buy this. I mean, come on. How do you not buy that thing? So, so I have, um, Actually, there's a couple things I wanted to unpack on that. The Game Boy, I think that was like that was so oh, ahead Boy. of its time. The Game Boy, yeah, um, it was. As long so as it was light out, as long, right? If it was dark, if it was dark, forget about it. Nope. Um, daytime only gaming. Daytime only daytime gaming. Only, you <laughs> know when it was big? This the bus ride to school, huge, huge. Oh, that see, was, my parents did not let me take it from the house to school. Yeah, oh, I was not allowed really? to. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh-huh. small town theft is a big deal, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't didn't I don't trust think me. I had a game. You know what? <laughs> I I don't think I had a game. I actually was playing other people's Game Boys. That's right. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, uh, so I didn't have a. Game sorry, Boy you're not one of the one percent like uh, Brandon and I are. Yeah, I had a Game Boy <laughs> pocket. <laughs> it was very svelte, <laughs> much so smaller. <laughs> did, no, did you? I, had a, I played on these Game Boys that. If you threw them at people, they would be injured. Like these yeah. are massive. Oh, thick, the, yeah, there are bricks. Like the, with the, gr- the, the green screens. Yep. Yeah. Original so, Game those Boy. Mar- and those, for whatever reason, I feel like the Mario games on the original Game Boy were harder than the the console, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all of them. I feel like those those ones were like almost a, like ten times harder. To play for whatever reason, I don't know the constraints, well, man. That, small just, screen, small was controls. That, was that just me or no? I, I, I agree. Was I really bad at yeah. Mario at, on Game Boy? <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so I I remember playing the uh, the original um, NES with my dad. Um, you know, 
beating level, you know, beating the the thing. And then what a great my, grandma, dad. my grandma did this thing where she would get us when like the set Mario two came out, we, she bought it for us like right when it came out and then Mario three, same thing. So we kind of had it right nice. away when it came out, which is super cool. Um, I probably don't give my gram, my grams enough creds for that. But that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but so I actually, I have a, I have a original NES in my, in a, in a box with the, awesome. with the, with the gun, with the controllers, with a handful of games. Um, <sighs> I haven't, I haven't brought it out in a while to. Here's the thing. In. It's disappointing. I hate to say that because I know. I know you remember things better than they were. Like even that classic NES thing that I bought, I was like, I'm going to play this all the time. It's got like 20 games no. on it. And they're like, Ooh, yeah. it ages, it ages poorly, but the memories are still there at least, but the memories are there. But do you guys remember going to buy video games? Remember when the release date came out and you go and bought a video game? That was such a cool feeling. The last experience cool I had with that, when the Sega Dreamcast came out, I reserved that oh. thing. And you know really? what? I remember the date. Guess when it came out? Nine nine ninety nine. Memorable. Awesome. It was right like super Y2K. memorable. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I was on the wait list at a Toys R Us to get a Sega Dreamcast. And I remember like waiting for that Dreamcast. day to come. Dreamcast was an awesome system. It was the only Sega system I ever owned. I was a Nintendo Nintendo man all the way through, but I I got the Sega Dreamcast, and that was the last like. Well, we do have a Switch, but there was a, like a twenty year gap in between buying another console for me. I'm not a huge gamer these days, but man, back as a teenager, we all were. That's that's so funny. That's so funny. I actually bartered a PS3 when I owned the dance studio for someone's tuition. Some somebody couldn't pay for lessons, and I was like, "Well, I'm a game to barter." And then like, I, I have need a the PS3. PS3. Like, okay, sounds good. That'll be a good swap. So I've had I've been all over the map. So I just didn't stick with one thing. So, um, I my first ever console period was, um, I was trying to we were trying to find it earlier. It was actually it was called a uh, Coleco Vision, and this thing. Came, I guess it came out in like the early, early 80s, 1981 or something. And that's when, Ooh. you know, I'm, I was born in 1981. So no big deal. But um, it came with like, you have a dial. The, the controller was a dial and like a number pad <laughs> somehow. I just, I remember looking at it like, how is this controller? And, and then it was like the old school, uh, you know, how the, the headset for the, for an old school phone where you would, you know, have that, like, it would, I don't know. It was like a spiraled version, spiraled cord. Oh yeah. I don't know. It, we don't have those anymore. Like there's, that's not a, like you don't ever see a phone like cord. A, a, a it was cord a phone that, cord. A phone cord. Yeah. A phone cord. That's meant to be like, you know, stretched out super long across like multiple rooms and then magically come back together <laughs> at the end. So it had that connected to the, to the, to the console. That was my first and the first game was Donkey Kong. Like that's what it was. Donkey Kong by Nintendo. I actually had to look that up that I remember how I remember playing and it was annoying to play, but it was, it was a great, it was a great game. And that was where Mario came from. And then obviously I went to Nintendo, but then I went to Sega and I got the Sega Genesis. Um, and then I had the Sega Genesis for a while. My friend had the Sega, Sega CD. We played that for a while. Um, and then, uh, then PlayStation came out and that was it. Like I've had every single PlayStation ever since place a one, two, three, four, five. Well, not five yet. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Yet. Sorry guys. 
yet. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. But I've had all of them. I don't have the only one I have right now is the four and I haven't turned it on in six or seven months. So, you know, that, but I wish, I wish I had the old Nintendo or super Nintendo. I never, I don't think I ever actually owned a super Nintendo. The yeah, I great didn't. system. I didn't. The yeah, 64 I, though. Was, Did you guys have a 64? Then 64 was life changing. One. But played it, the controller. I love the controller. It was like the first time of like real 3D played graphics. Played it over my friends. Yeah. That I mean, was do you remember really, the first Mario time you game. played Mario 64? Do you remember how amazing that was? <sighs> that was the first 3D game. And it's still, well, it's still beautiful. We all know what the best game was, but we'll move on from that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. We'll keep moving on. Yes. Okay. Mario That's Kart it. was fun. That's the one. So That was the best game. I, I, I did also jump to the Switch. Um, I jumped to the switch this year. I bought it and it, same thing. I was convinced that I'm going to be playing this thing. Nice evening thing. Played it for like a month and now it's just sat there charging. I, I contemplated selling it again. Cause I don't, I feel like some, somebody else would really benefit from this, but how about this? Do you guys remember the last time that you felt like you had enough free time to just play a video game <sighs> without worrying about anything? Like just, days. it's going to happen. I'm just going to go. Melissa calls it dark mode. She calls it dark mode. What usually happens is she'll go away to like San Diego for her, for her, like for a meeting or something or whatever. And then, so she gets to go away and I get to stay home. And then, so if she's going away, I get to go dark mode. And so my dark mode is I'm not answering phone calls. I'm not answering emails on my vacation, but I'm at home. The, the shades are drawn and I'm just playing video games. <laughs> so, that weekend to a, sim- a simpler time a simpler time but i but i think that's that's Ordering incredible food. that's in- that's incredible but i think it's probably been a long time since all of us i mean as a oh, freelancer yeah. well, you work and 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 then you work some more yes and you get burned well, out when you were when you were younger when you were younger like i would go to sleepovers and we would stay up all night playing mario super mario brothers 3 course or something like that and in between like our like wrestling battles we go back to super mario brothers 3 you know after we kill each other <laughs> for whatever reason i don't know so that's, Did what, you guys that's do, what boys do that's what we do best i don't know We're like, like, man. every every single every single sleepover was like a royal rumble <laughs> for whatever reason it was we endless pizzas, and the, the, the question <laughs> exactly. is: the question is, how many twelve packs of Coke can you get through? That <laughs> yes. was always our thing. Oh man, there'd be there'd oh, be half man. empty cans of Coke all over someone's house. Like oh. their parents would hate us, but yeah, I mean, marathon gaming sessions every night, and it was incredible. Okay, so I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a lyric to you from a song, and okay. I want you to tell me a if you know what song this is, but but b um, what you think of it. So here's the lyrics. I'm just going to read one, one phrase. It said, um, used to play pretend, give each other different names. We'd build a rocket ship and then we'd fly it far away. Used to dream of outer space, but now they're laughing at our faces saying, wake up, you need to make money. Yeah. Yeah, I, you, I can't think of the name, but I know the lyric. I know exactly what you're doing. I'm, I can even I'm sing it gonna, in my head. <laughs> okay. No idea. So it's dressed out by 21 Pilots. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But it said they wish they could turn back time to the good old days when our mama sang us to sleep and now we're stressed out. Right. We're you know, talking about this sort of nostalgic feeling of going back to when we were kids and playing games. But I think one of the challenges with freelancing is that y- you have to trade. You're trading time for money, right? You're trading time. And 
you, there isn't time. If you relax and don't do anything, you don't have any money, but it's stressful. And I think this year has been ex- exponentially stressful. So burnout is something that, that everybody experiences from time to time. How do you, how do you guys define burnout? Like, what does that look like? Are, can we, can we have a sleepover? Is that what you're saying? Oh man. Or- I give anything at the twenty dollar a month Patreon level. You'll have a live recording of us in footy pajamas playing Nintendo sixty four, Super Mario Brothers three. Oh man, we'll beat it. We'll beat it tonight. Yeah, speed run, speed run, speed run, speed run. What I would give for that. Being self employed has been more tough for me now in recent years than it ever has, because you know, fifteen, eighteen, twenty years ago, whatever. You don't compare yourself with others. You don't know what other people are doing. You don't hear about them talking about their work habits and everything because social media wasn't a thing. But now, as all three of us are getting a little more, we've always been connected with social media, but we're starting to pay attention to it a little bit more professionally. When you start to do that, it just makes you feel like your best is never enough and you're never taking every opportunity and everyone's lapping you and I mean, it just makes you feel guilty, especially when you're trying to art. You're already trying to look for work and generate new business. When you see others succeeding, it can make you just feel like if you're doing anything other than work, you're wasting your time. And that's a so hard thing as a freelancer. It yeah. is. So he, here's the according to um, World Psychiatry, official journal of the World Psychiatric Association. Here's the definition of burnout at like the clinical level. And I'm I'm curious because uh, it was it's pretty intense. So it says burnout is a physiological syndrome emerging as a prolonged response to chronic interpersonal stressors on the job. There's three key dimensions of this response. It's an overwhelming exhaustion, feelings of cynicism and detachment from the job, and a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. The significance of this three-dimensional model is that it clearly places the individual stress experience within a social context and involves a person's conception of both self and others. Been there. That's that's intense. COVID, COVID burnout. Yeah, definitely felt that. So, don't you think there's levels though of burnout? I mean, you can burn out like you had a rough week, and you just like need like your, this week has been rough. I don't think know if we're talking about like just having a rough week, maybe even a rough like a rough season. Like, hey, we got a got some deadlines, and this is going to be tired, exhausting. This feels like burnout, where like you you don't want to do any of the things that you're doing. And that overwhelming stress makes you unable to do work. Is that what you guys see from like, have you guys ever seen anybody that's experienced like in your mind, like a real form of burnout? Like where they they give up their job or, or. Well, yeah. 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 I've seen, I've seen that before. It's not. Yeah. Um, But that's where, that's where, I don't know. You you have to, you have to like kind of understand what people can handle, um, what their background is, where they come from, um, and try to help them if they can, if you can. But, uh, I haven't, I haven't experienced that. I don't, I don't, I hope you guys haven't either, but I don't um, think to that extent, I don't think I have, I mean, I've, I've been stressed out with work and and we've sold a business because it was emotionally taxing and, and and challenging and difficult and not enjoyable. Um, I, my, my thing too, is like, I've always, and this is just how I view, how I view my life and how I view things period is that I always want to make sure that I have a plan B regardless of what it is, plan B, plan C, 
There's always a way out. There's always a different way to do things. Um, this is not the only way to do it, or this is not the only way this is my freelance work is not my only way to get money. Like if I needed to, all right, I'll apply to other jobs and I'll have to get a full-time job if I need to. If my wife, well, my wife, something happened with my wife and she couldn't, she couldn't continue to work or, or whatever, you know, whatever things that were going to happen, um, <clears throat> you know, we have to move, we have to go somewhere. It's no big deal. Like we're going to do it. It's not going to. Nothing's the end of the world. Um, but like like earlier we were talking about, if you have a family or if you have children, you have to be grounded. You have to find, you have to have, you know, I don't, being a freelancer and then and also having children, I wish we could talk to somebody about that because I have no idea how you would be able to do it because the responsibility just to have another spouse or a partner to be with, uh, to, under, to, 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 to work together, but then including children on that, um, to me is, you know, admirable. If you're able to do it and you're able to figure that out, um, come on. I, I, I right? think if you looked at the numbers and I don't, there's no, I don't know this. I'm just saying, this is my gut that if you looked at freelancers by population, you would find probably either single individuals, couples. Um, there probably is a much smaller segment that have children that are in t- that technically, you know, freelancers. I, yeah. If if you lump in owning your own business and having employees as a freelancer, I mean, then that maybe that pool becomes a little you bit just bigger. have more time to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, I think people who have children, especially this whole through going through this whole COVID thing, um, they understand now what it means to, to try to work from home. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, you know, your work is in the other room or your work is in your bedroom. And uh, having a child there, twenty four seven. Although, no to, to to be fair, I do think being a parent at any level is harder than being a freelancer at any level. So, oh well, yeah, <laughs> true, for sure. Just, a, just not to even close. It, coming from yeah. three humans who don't have children. Um, no, we don't. So that that concept though of burnout, I how do you? I actually, I, I think there's probably not as many freelancers, like you said, Marty, that experience burnout because there's options available to us. That option of going and working for somebody else, has that, has that always been on the table for you guys? Has that always been like an option where you could, if you needed to fall back to being a W2 employee, like that's been on the table, Loki? Yeah. See, yeah. I, I've, I've never actually been an employee, so I've only ever been a freelancer. Um, I love that. But I've always, I've always yes. had that thought. Wow. Legendary. Yeah, I've, never, I've never been an employee. Yeah. <laughs> the original freelance dance. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all I know. So it's hard for me to comprehend. It's hard for me to comprehend even filling out a job application. I've never done it. Um, you know, I have applying a lot of, for a job, applying for a job. Yeah. And then I would, I would probably judge the whole process because I've been my own boss for so long. <laughs> I mean, the no, thing is, that's why you would get hired. Though. Yeah, that's exactly why you would. But the thing is, they, you, you go in there and be like, look, what do you guys got to offer me? I, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I should be the CEO in like a week. Um, <laughs> and they'd be like, can you start? Can you start tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, what, you know, <laughs> but you hear this term a lot where you've been freelancing so long that you become unemployable. And I feel like I'm kind of at that spot spot now where I. I do. I am warming up to the idea and not that I'm pursuing it, but I've I've subcontracted with people and you're still freelancing, but you're really working under someone else's organization. Um, I've done that many times with agencies and, you Multiple know, I got bosses. a lot of 
yeah, I got a lot of good experience from working with agencies that way. You get a lot of good experience. And I, I'm not above doing that. I mean, it's actually kind of you can work on some bigger projects that way if you work with a team. That's always been my fallback. If I can't get clients myself, there are 10,000, 20,000 plus PR agencies that are always looking for people. If you go to their websites, this is a good exercise to make you feel good as a freelancer. Go to like if you're a marketer, designer, whatever, go to these agencies and look at their jobs about us, contact us. Most of them are very vocal about the fact that they are always looking for people. And this isn't empty words. It's like they need people on their account team constantly. So that's been my fallback. If I if I can't get my own clients to the level I need, I can go subcontract with another agency for a while until I can. And you know what? That's that's fine. But you're still a freelancer in that position. So, right. It's not going to work for everyone, but it's a nice fallback for a freelancer. Work with an agency as a subcontractor. That's that's what I do all the time. Yeah. I sub for that's my freelance gig mm-hmm. is subbing. So, you know, that's that can be a thing. So, oh, yeah, it, it's it, it can be it lucrative, too. Yeah, I, I it it was my career for many years was working with two or three PR agencies. And that was a good income for my wife and I like no big deal. Like that's that's a that's a career path for sure. Well, but that's also, I think, one of the key ways to avoiding burnout is to have options in front of you. Like you have, you have to have, because if you feel like you're stuck in a dead end job or you're stuck and you, you're not finding the joy or the work is too much, whatever, that's going to increase that. Okay. So let's talk, um, let's say not extreme burnout as defined by like a government agency or health professionals say like you just had a rough quarter and you need a break. What, what is a good break? What is a good relaxing space? Marty, I think you've kind of talked about going dark a little bit, but like as a, as a couple or as a family, like what's a good downtime de-stressor that you actually come back feeling refreshed? Oh, take your vacations, take your vacations away from your house. Now staycation, we've been doing some of that with COVID, but you know, this is going to end soon. We, we hope and feel like it is and take a vacation. And I, I force myself like on a week vacation to check my email once a day. I let my clients know whenever I do this, that I'm going on vacation and usually there's never a problem, but because of who I am, I have to, I have to check my email. It's, I won't be able to fully relax unless I check it once a day. So I usually check it once or maybe at max once when I wake up, once when I go to bed, just to know there's no fires. But if you do even that, you're going to relax a lot. If that's all you do is those like two checks a day, you're going to have time to relax. But the biggest thing is just disconnect. You know, I mean, even it doesn't have to be a week or a weekend, like just go for a walk, like take a couple hours off. That's 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 a big portion of the reason why we moved here to Florida. We wanted more of an outdoor lifestyle. I wanted to get outside during the day and just relax. And man, it was life changing. Once I started doing that a couple of times a week, I was getting, you know, working hard and just say, hey, it's one o'clock. Let's go to the beach for an hour and a half. And you can do that as a freelancer. It doesn't no one tells you you can't and you go relax. You get sun, you feel good and you get back to work. And that that life change has helped my burnout quite a bit. That's yeah, awesome. And, and not everybody can do can do what Brandon did or or, or we, we did the exact same thing, you know. We just were like, well, we can work from home so we can, we can live anywhere. So let's go to Florida. Why not? But, uh, I think one of the prime things too, is to make sure that, um, 
you get everything out of your head and onto it into a system productivity being able to track your track your tasks being able to not have things lingering um whatever you're using to to track your productivity or project manage your 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 freelance i mean obviously if you're doing it you're going to have something um keep it all out of your brain and write it down and save it somewhere and tag it or put a date on it and be able to search for it when you need it. Um, because you don't want to keep that all in your head because that's going to, that can burn you out as well. Uh, you know, it's that, you know? that's actually a really great advice, uh, or piece of advice. Um, something I don't do well enough. I mean, I've got a whiteboard and I used to have tons of notebooks all over my table, but I was like, to be efficient, I need to not have all these things in a single source of truth for my notes. But I actually think I'm going to go back to pulling out my notebooks and just having a place to quickly jot something down. Cause I, I do that. You ruminate on stuff in your brain. Yeah. And then when that gets, and they full, say too, yeah. And they say too, that when you write it, when you're physically handwriting stuff down too, I don't, I don't do that enough anymore, but when you physically handwrite stuff down uh, or, or listening to people talk and write it down with your hand and you're actually pen to paper, you're actually going to be able to remember it better, which I wish I I don't, I, I type that, down, type out everything, but no, that's, that that's to me is like awesome. There's this Austin. What was his name? Austin Cleon, Austin. Um, Does he have a Ted talk or some talk about writing things down? Yeah. Austin Cleon, uh, steal like an artist. You've heard of his book. Is he uh, a Keep going, show your work. Um, no, he had a tweet okay. today. He had a tweet today about, uh, he just basically was like, Hey, Oh, uh, Austin, what, you know, you're, you're, you've got a lot of projects. What are you working on? And, uh, he's like, here's my super organized way of how I do things. And he takes us, takes a picture of his yellow legal notepad. And it's got all of his super like illegible writing. <laughs> you try to look at it and he can, you can barely read what he's writing, but this guy, I mean, like he gets so much done, but it's like, it's just simply Starting out the day, April is at the t- very top of that. You can see April 1st, 2000. What year is this? 21. <laughs> and he's got his, his little number checklist. And these are things he's thinking about. And then this is the blog, you know, blog. He has this little blog ideas and work stuff. And, you know, that's it. And it's like, that's- you know, daily, little, little bit of a daily journal. If that's the way he wants to do it, that's good. And then that's how he, how he does it. And he gets it all out of his head onto a piece of paper and he keeps it over there and you move on. Do you, uh, you get your work done? Do you guys know Jim quick? Are you familiar with any of his stuff? No. K W I K. Okay. You need to look this dude up. He actually trains, um, like a lot of the Hollywood people for memorization techniques or how to, how to have a better memory. Really cool story. Oh, nice. Great dude. Um, he's got a book called limitless about how to tap into the power of your brain. Anyway, he was, I saw a YouTube video today of him talking about before he goes to bed every night, he writes down, three things for personal that he wants to do tomorrow and three things for his yes. business. So then he can go, he can go to sleep. Yeah. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do that, but I saw that today uh, and like, I'll try that for a week. I have, I've heard that advice from every productivity person, expert. I mean, for client yeah. work, I've interviewed, I interviewed 30 productivity people for an ebook as part of a project. And so I got tons of advice from these people. It was really awesome. And I'm already interested in that space anyways. But the common thing everyone says is that, the night before you go to bed or, you know, the night before you when you go to bed for the next day is plan out what are the top things I have to accomplish. It would be nice if I accomplished and just some extras. 
and always Gets start with the most important thing. Yeah. Always yeah. start with the most important <laughs> thing first. It sounds so basic, but, I, and, and I know writing it out by hand is so much better than typing on a, on a screen or on your oh, keyboard. Yeah. It does make Just a big difference. A screen at night. We all do it. That screen at night. Oh, right it's terrible for you. So that, that's his other, maybe we'll try to find a link to this 10 minute video that he did and put it in the show notes. But, um, he literally talked about, so some of the key things to have a good brain and actually talked about how, um, devices are designed to hijack our thinking process. They're just, they're like, you know, notifications. So he recommended not looking at your phone an hour until an hour after you get up. So I know I, I thought about that too. So I'm going to do for, for the common good of mankind. I'm going to use myself as a guinea pig. Um, Please. I'm going to put my phone on a different level of the house before I go to bed. You got to take your Apple watch off too, by the way. As long as I've closed my rings, I can do that. If I haven't closed my rings, then I can't take this off. (laughs) It's just like, it's a thing. It doesn't control me. It does. I'll take it off. Um, But no, an hour before you go to bed, if having no screen time and an hour after you get up, something about brainwaves and like how you can retrain your brain it's fascinating. And actually, I think that's what contributes to burnout for a lot of people is that they're so connected to so many things. They're overwhelmed. Like you're taking in more than your body can handle or process. And it's like electrical surge when you have too much electricity coming into a computer. It yes. fries it. We're so, all living like this is normal and it's not. I mean, we are inundated with information. I mean, I hate that I, when I wake up and I'm sure you guys do it too. The alarm goes off. I reach over, turn it off, pull out my phone. And for the next 20 minutes, <laughs> I'm going through LinkedIn. 20? Uh, Good for you. I no, at least well, leave the bed. No, well, I yeah, I'm like looking at it before I get out of bed like an idiot. And it's like, I keep telling myself, why don't I just get out of bed and do this on the couch? Like, I'm not even saying I can't do it. Just get out of bed. But that's how connected we are. It's like. It's so comfy. You immediately so need it, to know what happened when you were sleeping. Immediately. Uh, or else you feel but, uncomfortable. But. Where's my phone? I, I think Where's we my phone? Should, did, you, did you leave it at the restaurant? Yeah. Did you leave it in the car? Where's my car? Where's my phone? It's like when someone says, can they see your phone? You're like, why? Why? Why would you, you need to look why, at my phone? Why, why, do you, why do you need that? Are you going to take it away from me? I can't. Everything I have is on what that. What are you going to do with it? My life is on that. Yeah. 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 Are you going to drop it? Don't you don't drop it. I, I think a good experiment. You better work when you give it back to me. For all of us would be to find a, find a way to, to first thing in the morning. Anyway, I'll, I'll share the link to that video. You guys watch it. But. There's actually something that our brain does in the morning, certain brain state that when you get on your phone, you shut off the creativity waves. So it actually can set your tone for the entire rest of the day. Have you heard of like that service that will pay you to not have a phone for a certain amount of time or not to have like a smartphone or not to have a phone period? I can't remember. There was a service that would pay you like this ridiculous amount of money. I think it was like a, it can't be a million dollars, but it's got to be something like that. Oh, for how long? Where, for like, for like a good couple months or if not a year, but like to not have a smartphone. I don't even know if a freelancer, you can do whatever else you could be a freelancer. I don't think you could be a freelancer right. today. But, I mean, come on. Oh. How much, I mean, come on. I got, I got to find that link real quick. There's, there's a link. There's somebody I, I've heard of it where. They pay you to not have a phone. I believe it exists at, for research purposes. It'd be great to, I'm sure there's universities that probably pay people, you know, to be participants in a study or something, but um, 
it sounds good in theory. And hey, I spent an, I spent a week on an island last fall without electronics for ninety nine point nine percent of the my trip, and I loved it. It was an awesome reset. Um, but it's crazy how fast you can go back into the routine of using your your stuff like you used to. So, um, I look just yeah. just deleting certain apps and then reinstalling them, right? Like if when you just you got rid of. Yeah. Or, or, or no, no, just not even, not even like, it's amazing how fast you get back into your habits where I don't know how we're getting on the subject again, but you get back into those habits of you didn't have an app on your phone, like Instagram, and then you download it and you're like, Oh man, it's Instagram. And look at all of these things that have happened while I haven't had the app for like two months. Or whatever. And it's like, so now you spend nine hours getting caught and back I, up. And then, yeah. And then you're just like every morning, Hey, what's going on on Instagram? I do. I, mean, I do have to, do. I do have to ask if you guys have ever heard of Pavlock. I bet Jake has. Pavlock. I have heard of that. Yep. So yep. this, I just, I was Googling it while you guys were talking. This used to be more aggressive. It's this thing you wear. It's a wearable you wear on your wrist, I think. And it would literally shock you when this thing first came out, when you did a behavior <laughs> you didn't want to do like checking social media or whatever. People use this to stop smoking and other things like um, eating and like eating sugar and stuff. Um, but it's it's meant to actually give you that jolt of like you're not supposed to be doing this and to train you with a shock. It looks like they've they've watered that down a bit. The marketing used to be all about like basically a shock collar, but it looks like it's a little <laughs> more subtle now. But um, yeah, Pavlock is it's built to help you to develop a good routine. And when you're doing something wrong to give you that little buzz, like you're not supposed to be doing this. It's interesting. I found, I found, I found the thing that I was talking about. This company will, this is the headline from people.com. Uh, Reliable as of March, March, <laughs> March 22nd, 2021, this company will pay you $2,400 to turn off your screens for 24 hours. Here's how to apply. And it's uh, reviews.org is hosting a 24-hour digital detox challenge amid surge in screen time due to the ongoing uh, some some pandemics happening. But it's, oh, okay. I think it's COVID. Thanks for clarifying. COVID nineteen or something. But they'll give you twenty four hundred dollars. That doesn't seem like enough of a challenge. Like I could do that for right twenty four hours. But for you hours. can make twenty four hundred dollars in one day. Sign me up. I'm not a day trader, but come on. I don't want to be on this stuff anyways. (laughs) Right. You can't use your phone for twenty four hundred dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, look, that's where we're at now, you know? And it's it's curious because I've seen I've seen like um I don't know if it was TV shows or 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 documentaries or something where they would take their take their their children's phones and put them in a box that locks and you can't open it for like an hour and the kids go nuts because <laughs> they can't open. And it's like, they'll hear, a, they'll hear like something like a notification. I'm like, I can't open it. Oh, that was that. Uh, that was that, um, that documentary that I watched on Netflix. It's, uh, the social, the social media documentary. But anyway, that's what that was. But anyway, <laughs> No, that's, that's, uh, so it's good. funny you say that because when we owned the dance studio, that's one of the things, I mean, we have an hour, you know, 90 minute long class with maybe one break. It was actually mm-hmm. remarkable. A lot of those kids, because they had some discipline from a, you know, a dance space, 
I didn't have issues with kids getting cu- stuck on their phone. And go- I mean, yes, they would take long between classes to be messing around on their phone and stuff. But I think that having that sense of discipline, that there was a scheduled time off for that. I, yeah, anyway, that's another, it's another show. So has burnout, is burnout related to our phones or related to the I, I think addictions that we get from, I, from the media, social media and all that baloney? I think we're overwhelmed, we're overtaxed, and we're not taking proper proper steps to detox. And I, I love what you said, Brandon, about getting outside, going and taking a walk. Um, so nice. It's it's crazy. So, um, do you guys know what HRV is? Heart rate variability. Teach okay. us. It's it's so it's a your watch track your app if you have an Apple Watch it tracks it. But when you're stressed, I think if you have a, a, a the six, but if you have the five. Oh, that's probably true. Serious. Probably right. Yeah. Sorry. You probably, you're not. Well, you're not he, here's the, the here's the idea. When you're stressed, your heart rate maintains a very quick rhythm, a very narrow rhythm. You're stressed. Your body's like ready for action. So it's like, I'm ready. Let's go. My beat is this and I'm ready for action. When you are relaxed, the heart rate variability jumps dramatically. So your heart might be quick and then it'll slow way down. Then it'll go quick and then slow. So the more relaxed you are, the higher that variability rate is. So my watch tracks that. And I, and I measure it while I sleep. I mean, I, I actually pay attention to it as an overall metric of my well-being. They say it's tied to longevity, the higher that number is. If I go for a walk around the yard, just to walk outside around the yard with no yeah. phone, and I check my HRV when I'm done, it jumps probably 100, 100 to 150%. So maybe it was at 30, it might jump to 60 or to 90 Oh wow! Of just an instant slow slowdown. So yes, I do think there's some really cool research in that space. I, you guys know I'm kind of a, I, both Amanda and I are little health nerds. Um, love that, love that techie tracking stuff. But um, yes, it is. Do you guys? I mean, do you guys agree that that technology is is increasing our burnout? <laughs> oh man, yes. I, honestly, I yeah. It, it's it's all the extra notifications it's it's everything when my i just i'm sitting waiting for my phone even right now i'm waiting for my phone to give me a notification since this podcast <laughs> has started i think i have like four or five and just think about that think about the interruptions we deal with without out of context all the time i have stuff from personal context i have stuff um all over the place and i have like apps notifying me and my brain is processing every single category of this constantly i hate it i hate it 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 puts you in a state of fight or flight all the time all the time yeah and think about it 20 years ago old old farts that we're talking we're talking now gosh (laughs) um you know we didn't have we didn't have this this wasn't a thing it'd be okay if you didn't hear from you know hey beat me yeah <laughs> you know the phone the phone rang and you look at the caller id and there's the name you know who it is maybe you'll pick it up maybe you won't who i knows? just i just love gary v has that thing he said you go to the mall because you go to meet your buddy jimmy at the mall you show up at the mall at 3 15 he's not there at the mall you wait 15 minutes you go i don't know what happened to jimmy and you leave jimmy shows up at 3 45 and he's like Hey, where's my buddy? I guess it's, it's like, out there. <laughs> that just, that was a norm. That was the norm for yeah. us as humans, but not anymore. It was. Not anymore. Um, nope. What do you say, since we've talked about how technology is so, such a big part of our, our, uh, our burnout, why don't we share our favorite things? 
picks up the leaks. <laughs> These things can burn you out can too. You download? Yeah. yeah. Here, here's some things you could download uh, some more for your for your Mac or your phone or your PC. Uh, that's awesome. Um, all right. So, look. I'm, here's the thing. If you're burned out, take a break. Call us. Well, yeah. Take a break and call us. Let send us a message. Say you're burned out, and we'll we'll talk you through it. We'll figure it out. Yep. We'll we do. We'll sing sweet lullabies to calm you down. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll Tell us why out. you're burned out. We'll figure it out. I like that. Um, Self help, a courtesy of Marty Theory. Maybe, maybe. We, well, we just want to be a resource. That'll be deal. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we can be. Yes, and hopefully, listening to this this show was calming. It probably wasn't. <laughs> you're more stressed. <laughs> We're all over the place. We're all over the place. Video games. Um, I feel what? good about it. What? That's good. Yeah, I feel good about great. it. I love it. All right. Freelance dance picks of the week. Um, are you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm very excited this week. Oh, the best week ever for, for our freelance dance picks of the week. <laughs> that's some All high, right. that's a high bar. I don't know what you guys Look. picked. I hope it meets the standard. So can, I'm going to go first because Jake, I, I want to save Jake. You should go first. Okay. Thanks. Um, I'm just going to do that every week and be like, can I go first? Uh, I asked to go first. Second, the best, but whatever. Um, so have you guys heard of podcasts? Have you guys heard of NFTs? Oh, have boy. you guys heard uh, of Alexa skills? Yeah. Have you guys heard of those things? Okay. You know, so um, there's a gentleman by the name of Ian met him on clubhouse. Uh, was in a room about audio, sound waves, the future of audio. He's got a very interesting company called attention.attn.live. Um, here is what, here's what he is proposing to do. He's a serial entrepreneur, um, has a pretty impressive concept for a product. Um, you can, you can look in, at the deep dive. It's, if you're not into the, the, if what I just said about NFTs and, and uh, Lexus skills and podcasting, if that seems over your head, don't even bother going to the website. It's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. So you guys, you remember how I talked about in previous episodes, I just want a service that takes my content, takes an audio podcast, and it can AI pull out the cool bits and put together those actual usable clips. Okay. So what this service does is it does that. It also converts the entire thing into a blockchain technology so that you actually own this, this content, um, but then also connects it to an Alexa skill while also letting you broadcast on every platform at the same time. So you, one spot, everything goes out at the same time. It does all this. This is like something Gary Vee would use to take his piece of content and and I think the guy said, I don't know if he's working with Gary Vee or with the team, but they, this is kind of the space they're in. It would also allow you to get paid for your content later on if someone wants to license a clip or pay you for content. So you'd own every piece of voice that comes out of your mouth because that's technology. So I don't know. I've been, I, I applied to be a beta after asking him a question on stage in one of the clubhouse rooms. He told me to go on the site and do it and that they'd love to work with podcasts. And so my application's in. So Ian, if you're listening to this, this is my, my public request after my private request. Um, 
but a fascinating, he's got a white paper he spent two years on. There's a, a 40 minute YouTube video. You can listen to it if you want to listen to him, read it, uh, or you can read it in English or Spanish. Um, anyway, it's fascinating. The future of voice with AI and I, anyway, it's fascinating. So that's my pick of the week. It's a little bit super nerdy, um, but I ain't ashamed of that life. We're going to regret not knowing more about this NFT thing. It's uh, going to be like Bitcoin where we would have made $300 million yeah. if we would have spent 1000 back in 2005. Uh, but yep. I was listening to a podcast interview and I, I already understand the basics of this thing. But hearing this entrepreneur talk about NFTs and the future, like you mentioned, music creation. So, for instance, let's say you have a creator that you're really interested in or they're really good artist. You can give them some investment. Um, some, he, he described his platform where you give them some investment through the blockchain where you're owning a piece of their rights. And so you're like, you kind of own, this rally to might IO. be, I don't know if it is or not, but, okay. and I'm, I'm probably butchering this, but the idea is you could actually sort of fund this person, but it's on the blockchain showing that you have some percent ownership of it. What that means is oh. if it gets licensed for a Mercedes commercial. Then you put up the angel investment for this thing, because right now VC angel investing is pretty regulated. It's not easy, but blockchain, anyone can say, I really love this artist. I'm going to give them five grand for this song, and that's going to give me 30 percent rights to it if it's ever licensed again. Oh, that's this cool. is where it gets interesting. And it, it there's it's all a record that you do own this. It's independently verified. You own the digital reproduction rights. It's. I still don't understand it completely. And people that understand NFTs are probably like screaming at me on the speakers right now, but it it is pretty interesting if you spend time on it. And I feel like we probably should spend more time on it. Honestly, let's, to let's do an it. episode. Let's do an episode on it. Um, all right. Uh, who's going next? Jake, pick somebody. I want Marty to go next. Okay. I'll go next. Um, you're just next to me on my screen. Like it's the order of us. Oh, okay. Clockwise. Right. So. So my pick is this new company that you've probably seen. You may have seen, you may have heard. It's called Around. Are you around? I'm around. It's called Around.co. And what I love about their homepage is that the first words are zoom out. Kill the fatigue that kills creativity. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So this is a basically a Zoom replacement. So um, a lot of the times, unless you're doing a podcast like we are right now, we're doing a podcast. We use Zoom because we can see each other. We can talk to each other face to face. It's our, our entire, you know, it's taking up the majority of the space on our desktops when we're talking to each other directly. But sometimes you're doing work or you're having meetings and you're talking about, you know, ideas or you're creating things or you're coming up, you're collaborating on things. And sometimes you need to move, you know, I don't need to see you all the time. I don't need to be the, the focus on my screen doesn't need to be, uh, you guys, it has to be the thing we're working on. And so what's nice about around is around has this awesome new way of basically getting out of the way. So you can work on documents, you can work on Figma documents or or, or whatever meetings you're, you're getting into. And it's really easy to connect. Here's the other thing. They just came out with a, a, um, an update this past week, uh, 20, they, they improved their performance by 
So every time I've used around, it's a big huge. Every time I've used around, I have never once heard the fans on my on my iMac, my 27 inch iMac. Never once heard them. But when I use Zoom, every single time, immediately fans fans come on. Their copywriting, brand new iMac. Their copywriting for their website is fantastic. Here's my favorite favorite. Real is exhausting. Experience the unreal. But I love this traditional high screen, full definition uh, video calls leave you feeling overexposed and exhausted in the harsh light of dull reality. Mm. That is poetic reality. That is poetic. It is Um, because it, this is to me, this is the thing Apple should have made, right? They should have took, they should have took FaceTime and did this. Why is FaceTime a disaster still? Still face, FaceTime. Like I should be, there should be an app that I should use on my Mac that's already integrated that I should be just be using immediately. Why aren't I we mean, using look, that for this? We, we all right? grew, we all grew up yeah. on Star Trek, right? Computer, show me Brandon, show me yep. Jake, right? Immediately, right? It comes on the screen. It's done. It comes on the screen. It's no consent. Of, it's no of, consent. I just appear on your yeah. screen. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? Whoa, buddy? whoa, oh. <laughs> why, why are you attacking my planet? Um, <laughs> but. I, come on. I mean, like, I honestly feel like there should be like Apple. I don't know why Apple hasn't come out with any, but hey, anything. This mini prediction, Marty. Mini prediction. Yeah. WWDC oh. this June. I oh, guarantee you Apple is doing something with video. They have to be. It's going to be. This year. Yes. It's yep. got to be. Just their emo- the way the emojis are looking at their screen, like, whoop, you know, whatever. Anyway. So one, I like one of the things is that um, that we remember that whole BBC with the little girl coming in on the, uh, the guy who was getting interviewed, favorite, favorite you know, he's trying to be super serious and the daughter's like dancing in the background. <laughs> so and then good. Danny comes They've in got and that. rips her out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah. So they're like, if he had around instead of zoom, which around, here's the thing around takes just your face. It just puts this circle around your face and it's just your face. And it's not the entire room that you're in, or it's not the, the, the 1920 by 1080 or the 16 by nine or uh, three by four screen that you're going to be used to. It's going to be that little circle and it's just your face. And it actually has software using AI to follow your face and not in a teams way where teams is kind of teams is kind of teams is aggressive. It. It's aggressive. It's very like aggressive. <laughs> uh, around does it nice and smoothly. And it, I feel like it, it, it does a pretty good job, a little bit better job than teams, but it's also, here's the thing. It's also out of the way and it's so small. The software is performant. Um, it's got these cool little extra features that if you download it, you'll fe- you'll see like animated gifts instead of your face. It's it's the animated gif. Love that. Or it you know or like uh, the way they use emojis or the way they use chat. The cool thing too, like in Zoom, you'll have like a chat and you'll write down a whole bunch of content or whatever. With around, you've got all these other places that you can put stuff like notes for the meeting or different links if you've shared shared links but guess what after that meeting's over it's going to immediately email you all this stuff you're around we we like you if you want to you want to um, sponsor we're we're down but anyway that was my that's my pick around.co i think i've talked about it enough uh right. check it out it's got a whole bunch of cool features um it's for mac and windows and then i'm going to say my bonus pick real quick and i think it's super useful i don't know if you guys have heard me talk about this also it's called hand mirror and it's only for mac um, hand mirror is a little hand mirror dot app is a little, uh, menu. This is my bonus pick. 
is a little menu app. This one didn't cost you a thing, folks. This is free. No, no, this is free. Um, If you're doing a lot of Zoom calls or if you're doing a lot of uh, video conferencing, you have this little app that hangs out in your, your menu bar and you click on it and you check and it's, it's basically a mirror showing you if you're positioned correctly and ready to go. I use it every single day, all day. Hand mirror. You mean you don't wake up like that? You don't wake up like that? I thought it's awesome. You did. And he's also using the same exact, they're also using on their screen. I mean, on their, uh, their, uh, landing page they have the same picture of the guy from the bbc interview <laughs> the little girl <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a legend it's i didn't see that a legend i didn't see that all the wrong until reasons now. but yeah but that hand mirror the it, the hand mirror is essential i think it's an essential app i wish there was something for i wish i knew about something for windows i don't know but this hand mirror app i think is an essential app if yeah. you're doing audio conference or video conferencing uh on a regular basis that's good. Cool. Right. Nice easy. That's good. That's my bonus pick. I'm a I'm I'm old school and use photo booth or I use in Zoom. Oh, I yeah. use the preferences yep. panel to look real quick before. Right. I, yeah. You know, but this I'm is much so better. Old school. I have an actual physical mirror next to my desk. <laughs> like, and you just look at it regularly, right? <laughs> well, just I to make sure you're still studio, alive. I literally grew up in front of a mirror. You guys. I don't yeah. know if I can overstate <laughs> this. It's not even a, a joke. Um, cool picks, Marty. Brandon, what have you been uh, bubbling oh, up this boy. week? Yeah. Big Here week we bubbling up. Oh, man, Jake. You know, you've been working on that all week. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to tell you a story here. Uh, my background is in programming. Um, and I tried to learn programming as a 13, 12-year-old guy, you know, fascinated by it. Couldn't learn C++. Everything seemed too complicated. Anyways, long story short, that led me into creating a programming language that was just very basic, and it's what I always wanted. And I, I've always had this piece of me that just loves this, like making software development easy. And so that brings us to today, which is this whole no, co- no code movement, which some of you have probably heard about, which is basically how can you easily build apps, web apps, websites with zero code, basically just dragging and dropping elements and adding some logic. So I bring you Bubble.io. Bubble is probably one of the leaders in no code, um, and it's very, very well done. So basically, the best way to describe this is you think of a canvas, um, like a website just in front of you, and you just drag components onto it, like a button, a text label, a map. And then when those components are on the screen, you can double click them and change their properties. So change how they look, change what they do. And then in bubble, you can combine actions. So when something is clicked, what happens? Um, You know, if this condition is met, like if someone types this in, do this. It's, It's basic programmer logic if you know programming. But this lets you do that all without code. You've got to try this thing, whether you're interested in programming or not, because the getting started guide is very well done. It it shows you pretty quickly how to build an app, how to make it do something and how to make it go live. And it's pretty awesome to see it through the process. So the thing that brought me into this was, um, first of all, just curiosity. But I I wanted to build this concept app Um for a purpose. So basically the the basic version of it is I need to get the location, the current location of where I am at any given moment, update a map, update a text label and write it to the database so I can get the data later. Pretty basic. 
but that's the core of an app that I have always wanted to build. So I thought, could I just do that basic stuff in bubble without knowing anything? I built it in 20 minutes. So just to give you the, the, the lowdown of how this worked out, I added a Google maps component. I I drug it on the canvas. I added a text label in bubble for the logic. I said, every 60 seconds, I want you to get my current location, which is a pre-built component. You say current geographic location. Every 60 seconds, I want to grab the current location, update the map, update the text label, and then Bubble has databases built right in. So I added a column for geography and said, I want you to write that value to geography every 60 seconds. Very basic, but you know, it's something you have to code. I drug this all together. I laid out the commands. I hit go. And when it actually worked, it was pretty amazing. And this thing is very full featured. People are building real apps on this. I think for the most part, it's for prototypes and such. But if you have any interest in coding or just programming logic or just want to try something fun like a sandbox, you got to try this thing out. It's free to try. I showed it to Marty and, and Jake, and uh, I think they're pretty impressed by the feature set here. But bubble.io, Learn, see if you can build a web app without any code. And last thing I'll say before I throw it to you guys on this, they have a whole section here on, uh, I think it's the showcase or how to build. And they guide you through how to build your own Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, like TripAdvisor. And it's not complicated. You can actually follow the logic of what they're doing and build your own social network or your own task manager with no code and you can customize the whole thing. And this is something I actually want to do is build my own process like because I productize my business. I want to build my process in no code and customize it so that it's like a app for myself. And guess what? It's very easy to do and they have templates like there's a template, a Trello looking template where you just hit the button and it gives you the whole thing and then you just customize it. So you're building so, your own Trello. Yes, I, I think so as you're talking about this and about, I was thinking, what could I build in this thing? I bet if I go through all of my subscription services for Asana, for Evernote, for if I just run the list of the gamut, like what do I actually use from this thing? What's really important to me and build that all in bubble. So for 30 bucks a month at like that base starter package, I could have multiple screens, right? With the different, with the different functioning app on each screen, I could build my version of each of those. And instead of paying maybe hundreds of dollars a year, I could pay 30 bucks a month. Sorry, hundreds of dollars a month, 30 bucks a month. You guys to think some so? extent, you think that's I mean, possible? you're not, you're not going to get I don't know if that's, I mean, you could certainly do a version of that. Like you could totally have a task manager in here. I think this is most interesting for your own like apps or client facing apps. Like this is a game changer. If you have an agency and you want to give your client like a front end to something because you can use APIs and everything in here. So you can build dashboards, everything. Uh, well, that's an awesome pick, Brandon. Uh, and I actually loved watching your demo of seeing it in action. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was I mean, cool. That was pretty I mean, cool. guys, I'm, I'm saying you can literally build your own private Instagram on here. You could literally in an afternoon use their template, have account management, invite just your friends, and you can have a private Instagram. You can post photos. You can rate. You can comment. This is all an app you could deploy yourself. Like, I mean, it's, it's nuts. You got to try it. Got to try it. You know what? I'll do it and give myself like 
10,000 followers off the start. So just everybody yeah. thinks I'm an influencer. You're popular. I love so, it. Yeah, that's great. Awesome picks this week, you guys. Oh, it integrates with Zoom too, by the way. <laughs> if we you're into that Zoom. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're into that sort of thing. All right. Well, uh, this has been an awesome conversation. And so thanks again, gents. So, hey, if you enjoyed this conversation, we say this every week, but it means a lot to us if you would leave us a review on whatever service that you use um, or send us a message or in the case of some family members who would call or tweet us after they um, listen to the episode. So thank you for that, Dad. Um, but, but in all honesty, if you have something to say or contribute, like we talked about burnout, we'd like to hear any of those stories, any tools that you use. And if you've used any of these things or, that we've recommended either in this episode or in past episodes, we'd love to know what you thought about it. So looking forward to hearing from you until next time. This has been the freelance dance. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the freelance dance. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love it. If you would leave us a review, have an idea for a show or a question, go to the freelance dance.com or hit us up on Twitter at underscore freelance dance. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Until next time.